I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. State Senator Juan Chuy Hinojosa of McAllen is vice chairman of the Senate Committee on Finance. According to State Senator Hinojosa, the state of Texas is looking at a revenue loss of $2.9 billion due to falling oil prices and also that it'll take up to two years to get the Texas economy running again. Hinojosa said that compared to other states, Texas is a donor state that pays more in federal taxes than it gets back. Recently, Senator Hinojosa spoke to the Rio Grande Guardian about the impact of the COVID-19 virus on the state economy and on revenues for the state of Texas. This is Steve Taylor for the Rio Grande Guardian and KEDT News in Corpus Christi. We are in McAllen, Texas today. We're interviewing State Senator Juan Chuy Hinojosa of McAllen. And our conversation today is about that both the state of the economy, which obviously has created a lot since the coronavirus struck, and also the coronavirus itself, and how both of those situations are going to impact uh, the state budget for the next legislative session. Senator Hinojosa is a member of the Legislative Budget Board, which looks at uh, budgetary issues uh, in the interim um, and uh, during the session. So, Senator, uh, it's a bleak situation right now, I believe. Um, can you bring us up to date on how things stand? Uh, Steve, quite frankly, uh, these are very challenging times. I don't think uh, any of us have experienced uh, uh, such a um, pandemic during our lifetimes. Obviously for us, uh, uh, our priority is the health uh, of uh, the people, uh, making sure that our, our, our constituents, the citizens of Texas, receive the proper health care to protect themselves from coronavirus. But for, for us as a state, uh, our challenges are, are, are quite a few. Uh, we've been hit with a double whammy. One, obviously coronavirus, that really pretty much shut down our economy. Uh, we have uh, thousands and thousands of people who are unemployed and lost their jobs. We have uh, the majority of our businesses are shut down, except for essential uh, businesses uh, as defined uh, by the governor and the federal government. Uh, and, uh, and our uh, workforce commission is um, pretty much uh, stretched to the point of breaking, <laughs> uh, but not quite. Uh, they have been up to the challenge in trying to make sure that our unemployed, unemployed people get the money to be able to at least feed the families, pay the rent and the utilities. The other whammy is uh, the crash of uh, oil prices. It's an amazing phenomenon uh, for us to have two black, or two black swans all at once. Uh, that are creating uh, havoc uh, with uh, our um, economy. Uh, so as we speak, uh, we are now preparing uh, for the session, but at the same time trying to trace uh, and provide proper oversight over the hundreds of billions uh, that are being uh, appropriated by Congress to the states and some directly to counties and cities and schools and higher education to make sure that when we make decisions for the budget next session, we have a clear picture of what funding is available, uh, what funding is still, has not been used, uh, and to provide proper oversight over how taxpayers' money is being used and spent. One thing is, uh, with the price of oil dropping through the basement, <laughs> uh, literally, uh, we uh, are now looking at a 
revenue loss of 2.9 billion. That's on a state budget. Uh, last session, our, our budget was 254 billion dollars. Uh, so we anticipate that uh, it will be a challenge this coming session in trying to make ends meet. Uh, luckily for us, it's our, uh, the state is a rainy day fund. We have approximately $8.5 billion, uh, in our savings account, which is important uh, because that will help us uh, fill some of the holes uh, that, are, that are left uh, by the loss of revenue uh, due to COVID-19 uh, and the um, loss of um, oil revenue. At the same time, uh, we are working towards opening the uh, economy in a very cautious way, uh, making sure health is a priority. But at some point, uh, we have we have to take some steps forward in a very conservative, very cautious, uh, very measured um, way, uh, without or depending and relying on data uh, and. Um, medical uh, advice, um, not on politics. Uh, as you all know, there's always political pressure on, with people have different opinions, uh, but the vast majority of people uh, support uh, 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 making sure that we don't just open the doors to, to our economy, uh, our stores, our restaurants, uh, wide open. Uh, that, to me, that would be a disaster. Uh, so we're trying to make a very major steps in, in, in getting there. And it's going to be a long battle. Uh, at some point, uh, we'll be able to manage um, coronavirus. Hopefully, we'll find a vaccine. Uh, in the meantime, uh, it'll be a very slow recovery. Whatever normal it be, I think it won't be as normal as normal has been in the past. And it'll take at least 18 months or two years to really get our economy uh, up and running again. When you said earlier that the state budget is $250 billion, is that federal and state together? Correct. The $254 billion, uh, federal and state uh, together. A lot of that money is, uh, is money that we... Uh, as Texans paid in federal taxes uh, that's being returned to us. Keep this in mind, we are a donor state. We give more to the federal government than we get back uh, compared to other states uh, that are not donors. They are take <laughs> uh, states. They receive back quite a few dollars. So uh, tax if the $254 billion is federal and state, how much is state alone, that's more or less? That's a very good question. I don't have that on top of my head, but uh, but it's um, it's the, the majority is uh, state money. The majority is state, and yet, and, and we've already you're saying we've already lost about two point nine billion. billion just from the drop in the oil prices. Correct. Has the governor, as the LBB, as a, a collective group, have have you worked out the sort of percentage cuts? Uh, in in uh, funding that the different agencies will, will have uh, to... we, ha we have not. Uh, but let me just back up a little bit. Keep this in mind. Uh, the federal government will return our taxpayers' money regardless because they can write hot checks. <laughs> uh, they can run huge deficits. Uh, for us at the state level, we are a pay-as-you-go state. Uh, if we don't have the money, we can't spend it. Uh, so that's a big difference. Uh, of course, uh, that's where the rainy day fund comes in. Have we discussed a reduction of funding for the state at this point? No. 
we certainly will make some more decisions as we move forward uh, based on the economic forecast uh, that, uh, that, that we will receive from the Comptroller's Office uh, sometime next month. The sales tax uh, is another one of our main uh, revenue producers for the state and our, our local cities and counties. Uh, so the counties and cities are also uh, in deep uh, economic challenges. We anticipate that the federal government will uh, appropriate funding uh, to help uh, the, our state, uh, plus also the counties and cities, to at least uh, mitigate the economic damage caused by uh, coronavirus, COVID-19. You must get so many calls from, from constituents, like you mentioned, the cities, the counties, all suffering, if not suffering today, anticipating uh, a, a drop in uh, revenue because, because the economy just hasn't been moving. People are not working, economic activity is not happening. And so can you give us some, um, are there any sort of highlights, wouldn't be the word, but are there any, any calls that you received that, you know, jump out of the page at, at you that, you know, you would never have envisaged s such a person or such an entity, such an organization calling you for help? Well, quite frankly, we uh, deal with a whole range of issues across the board. Uh, my uh, staff is working from home. Our state capital is shut down. Uh, our Corpus Christi district office is shut down. The one here at McAllen is pretty much uh, shut down. Uh, except for me. I'm here every day from early morning to late in the day and I rotate one staff person a day because I need someone to help me with all the emails and phone calls um, plus text messages uh, and conference calls uh, and, and quite frankly uh, I'll give you some of the issues that we deal with for example uh, hospitals requesting that uh, they be allowed uh, to use uh, uh, therapy rooms uh, uh, for coronavirus, to get certified for coronavirus uh, use in the event they need it. So we go through the process because we're dealing with not only state rules, uh, but also federal CMS uh, laws and rules. So we also deal with um, therapists uh, who uh, are having issues and problems on how to take care of their, of their patients, mostly children. Uh, so we have made arrangements for them to get reimbursed uh, if they do telemedicine. Uh, uh, one of the biggest challenges, uh, quite frankly, has been uh, the Workforce Commission. Uh, we uh, get calls from families who are desperate. I can feel the pain uh, and desperation. Uh, they don't have a job. Uh, they don't have money to pay groceries, uh, uh, the utilities, uh, uh, their rent, uh, and they have uh, three, four, or five kids. Uh, it, it's, uh, it, it's really painful, and, and, um, and I, I empathize, I can feel uh, the agony. Uh, so we have um, worked with the Workforce Commission, who's done an excellent job, uh, by the way. They have uh, put out, in a period of two months, Claims that usually will take them uh, two years. Uh, they put out already close to $3 billion. Uh, they process 
God, you know, I forgot the number of, but it's about two million claims. So uh, we have actually volunteered uh, the Senate on the Senate side. We volunteered our Senate staff uh, to help uh, deal with some of these calls uh, and get them hooked up because their computers crashed. Uh, they were not built to receive these many calls at one time. Uh, now we've set up a system where 90% of the applications are coming through online, uh, about 10% through telephone, by phone. Uh, so somebody's got an issue or problem, uh, we uh, we help out and resolve their problem. So there's always uh, bumps in the road, issues that come up, fires to put out. Uh, you, you never can tell what's going to happen next, uh, but we have been prepared to deal with it because we are the state, uh, and we have direct access uh, to the key people in the various state agencies, from the health department uh, to the Health Human Service Commission to the governor's office, lieutenant governor. It's, it's all teamwork, uh, coordination uh, that it, it's... Uh, Bipartisan. I mean, we we are we are focused on trying to uh, do the best we can to help uh, our constituents. And like you said earlier, you've not seen anything like this. This is this is a new challenge that no one has faced before. Uh, yes, it is. And in many ways, we're sort of feeling our way through it and, and uh, making decisions as we move forward, trying to uh, manage a, different, a very difficult situation uh, with the resources we have. Uh, and we have quite a few. Uh, and, 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 and we'll continue moving forward as we work towards having a better idea, quite frankly, what this coronavirus uh, is and what does it do uh, obviously has a, a lot of uh, apparently mutations uh, from what we're told by our healthcare experts uh, and it's very contagious uh, uh, and, and uh, we're told that we may have a second wave sometime this fall during winter uh, but if we do I think we'll be better prepared uh, to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And sticking on the health side of things, uh, the challenge that you have. Are you happy that Texas, the state leadership in Texas is is in its efforts to open the economy, which everybody wants to see, that the state is listening to the medical advice, the health care experts, uh, public health experts. Is Texas doing things at the right pace uh, because it's listening to medical advice? I think so. You know, Governor Abbott um, has a team of um, uh, doctors and health uh, experts. Uh, they're giving him advice, uh, and uh, he has a very strategic approach to opening uh, our economy uh, in a very measured way uh, based on data. Uh, and try to minimize the politics because politics is always involved as you can see some of the demonstrations for people that want to open up right away uh, and trying to provide proper balance uh, to make sure we protect the health of, uh, of our constituents. Senator, is there anything else you'd like to say on this issue? <laughs> uh, we'll see what tomorrow brings. That's um, what we're facing. And uh, quite frankly, I remember uh, when I was in Vietnam, you were out on a mission, you knew what your goal was, and you might get ambushed from the right, from the left, uh, even friendly fire, but at least you knew what you were fighting. Here, it's like a blob. 
you, you don't know. Uh, it's an invisible blob, you know, and you, you punch and you like you punch in the air, you know, and it's just like a blob. You know? I, I can't describe anything else, but it's very dangerous and contagious uh, and deadly. Best wishes on behalf of uh, the people of the Rigrini Valley and your constituents throughout. Uh, everyone is clearly rooting for you to get the answers right. There's so much riding on this, you and your, your fellow colleagues in Austin. Thank you so much. Well, you're welcome, Steve, and um, people stay healthy and do your social distancing, please. And this is a very serious matter. Stay informed with the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. I'm Mario Munoz reporting.